Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Solo BG Podcast. My name is Derek and tonight we're going to talk about a very immersive, very unique and outstanding at certain point game, which is this War of Mine, the board game based on the video game and where in war, not everyone is a soldier. We're going to talk about more about the game. Uh, but before we start, uh, you know, to talk about it, let me tell you what I've been playing recently on this uh, month of May. So I've been playing Chronicles of Crime. I mentioned on the last episode, uh, I play another scenario and it's it's still like very surprising game. For some reason, for me, it doesn't feel like a board game. It feels a little bit different probably because of uh, the mechanic, how it works with scanning the QR codes and, and you're not rolling dice or anything like that. You're not playing like a card from your hand. It's just merely super cooperative or, or solo. Um, so because of that and the QR code, like I mentioned, it feels different, but we are going to have an episode about it in the near future where we're going to talk about, um, Chronicles of Crime. We're going to talk about, we're going to compare the game with Detective, the board game from Portal Games. And also we're going to talk about the unlock or kind of escape rooms, atmosphere games also that you can play them as a, I guess as a deck building or like flipping the cards and trying to escape or successful, uh, with the, or be successful with the mission. Also, I've been playing Aeon's End. Aeon's End, it really uh, surprised me. There's a game that I knew about it, that I saw pictures about it, some uh, playthroughs through a podcast, kind of, and I never saw a video. But then recently, I, I was I had the opportunity to put it on the table, and I was really surprised of the mechanics. I really like the game. Uh, I'm looking forward to get uh, more expansions for the game. And what I like from the game, basically, is that you it's a deck building, but you don't need to shuffle. You need to be very careful about the uh, the cards that you play uh, because they will go in that order to the discard pile. And what you're going to do once you're out of, out of cards on your hand, well, you're just going to flip that discard pile and that will be your new deck without uh, shuffling. So that's a very interesting mechanic because you need to be very careful of, of the order of the cards that according to how you're going to play them on the table. Uh, also, I like the, the turns mechanic. We were playing two players and it's very nice that you shuffle those cards that tell you the turn. So it could be uh, player one turn, player two turn, or the nemesis turn. So that makes it, you know, I guess different because probably the first two turns can be the nemesis turns, which it could be very painful. But, uh, you know, that will mean that all the remaining turns will be between player one and player two. And you will be able to do some damage or defend yourself. Um, but it's, I, I, I guess it's different. You know, you don't see it very often, those kinds of mechanics. Actually, I don't remember seeing that mechanic, particularly of the turns, uh, in any other game. So that's a plus for Aeon's End. And like I said, I'm looking forward to keep playing it and keep trying it. Also, we play Call to Adventure again. One of my favorites I mentioned. If you haven't checked it out, the episode, we posted the episode probably like a month ago of A Call to Adventure. And I like it because when you're playing cooperatively, uh, you also are able to do your kind of role-playing history of the character that you're building. So you're building your character, you're telling the story of your character as you keep as you're playing and as you're getting cards or facing challenges. And then at the end of the game, even if you didn't win, well, you still had a nice story to tell about your character. So that's why I like this game and I really enjoyed Call to Adventure. We also had the opportunity to play Clank in the Space. 
and it was very fun and we play also the normal version of clank which in my opinion uh i will mention these ones we do episodes about all the clanks but in my opinion i still like the original better and it's it's surprisingly you know because i like i mentioned on the on the previous episodes one of my favorite themes is the sci-fi everything is you know like space aliens uh time travel all those kinds of things is is like uh, very uh, appealing themes for me uh, but surprisingly, in the case of Clank, I prefer the dungeon theme type-wise, uh, you know, the original game, the base game, than, than the Space One Ball. We're going to have an episode where we're going to talk about all the, the different versions of the Clank and expansions. Uh, and since, you know, with the app, you're able to play in solo, well, we need to bring it to the to the podcast as well. I've also been playing DC Comics, the deck building, as all of you know, friends, I'm a huge uh, Batman fans, a huge DC fan, so I I was able to bring it back to the table. Uh, I played with some friends and uh, with my wife, and we had fun. Uh, also, I've been playing Hate. That was a Kickstarter exclusive from Simon Games, uh, based on the graphic novel from Adrian Smith, and I believe Eric Lang helped with the designing of the game, and it's the Skirmish 2 players. It's a fun game, very uh, epic at the same time, but it was just a Kickstarter exclusive. Also, we played more recently Thanos Rising, actually, uh, two weeks, two days ago, I'm sorry. We played Thanos Rising and we won, which is surprising for that game because it's super challenging. Uh, but we won at the same time, the same time that Thanos did. So on the same turn, we were able to defeat uh, eight villains, which you require in the easy mode to defeat only seven. Uh, so we defeat the eight villains. And uh, at, the, at the end of the turn, Thanos was able to defeat... Uh, 10 of the heroes but on the rule book it states that if if that happens well the players will, will want the game and those are all the games that i've been playing recently of course also heroes of tenefir i did an unboxing recording on the facebook page where you can check it out on facebook at solo bg podcast and i've been playing heroes of tenefir also a kickstarter that i received recently and i'm looking forward to receive more kickstarters and a couple in this following weeks in that way i can do more unboxings and also uh, tell you about it here in this podcast of solo bg anyway tonight we're going to talk about this war of mine i have the box here and this is a very interesting game that i was looking forward to give uh, you an episode about it because i have very different opinions about the game definitely definitely is very different to everything that i have played before is very unique at uh, the first moment that you start to play and i will tell you why in a little bit but anyway is this war of mine and it's published by uh galacta games and 11 bit studios and it's a board game i hope i pronounced it right but it's designed by uh michael orasks and jacob wisniewicz i guess these are poland names so they're very hard to pronounce i guess like i told you before even even in english it's hard for me uh to sometimes mention the names but anyway uh, this war of mine, uh, where in war, not everyone is a soldier. Let's see how the box and cover looks, and we're going to start with the show. Box and cover. Okay, so now we are in the box and cover section. And at the first thing that we see on the cover, you can see a, a scenario like a war, like a couple of buildings like being destroyed. We know with all the roof and some smoke and probably fire on the top floors. And also you can see a tank coming from the end of the street or the end of the alley. And some people just, it seems like survivors or, or uh, civil, just, you know, walking and trying to find some shelter. And then some graffiti over there on the wall that it says, welcome to hell uh, and nationalism. It says a kind of 
you know, it's 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 very deep the the cover, and then on the laterals you have the water, this water mine as well, and again some people walking, and then on the back you have a description, a long story that it says a story that must be told, and then it describes kind of a, a scenario of, of a war, you know, where literally like the slogan it says in a war not everyone is a soldier, and it's because in this game. Uh, your your main goal will be to survive. We're going to talk about more a little bit more about how it works during the gameplay section, but basically that's the whole idea of the game: a group of survivors trying to find shelter, trying to build, uh, you know, basic things to survive during the war. Anyway, you will have the components on the back. It will tell you, it will show you a nice picture of the mat and uh, you know the cards that it includes uh, the tw the minis that you will get, which they're in a very good quality. And then it tells you that it's, uh, you know, by Galacta Games. Uh, uh, also another publisher is Awaken Realms and 11-Bit Studios. And uh, the, it, it tells you that it's a mature content that is recommended for age 18-year-old plus. So this is a game for adults. It's not a game for teenagers, not a game for kids. So uh, if you're a teenager and you listen to this podcast, well, if you're going to play this game, be sure that you, you are, you know, with a friend or with your uh, parents or with your uncle, um, you know, somebody that's... Uh, above 18 years old and that they can you know approve you to, to be playing the game anyway uh, it tells you that it plays 45 to 120 minutes i will say that it plays a little bit longer than 120 minutes and it's uh one to six players which i don't see how you can play six players but anyway it's, it's possible one to six players 18 plus like i mentioned before the website this war of, this war of mine the boardgame.com and it tells you the components once again the size of the box is very standard like the majority of the games, like I, I compare the same size as a Robinson Crusoe, First Martians, Black Orchestra, The Fear of Dracula, uh, Downforce, Clank, Followed, you know, the basic standard uh, size of the box. And, you know, I think it's 12 inch, the, the, the standard size. Anyway, that's what you find on the box and cover of the game. The graphic design and the pictures of the box are very cool, are very immersive. Uh, it tells you a basic idea of the game. But anyway, that's how the boxer and cover looks. And now, let's see what it's inside the box. Inside the box. Okay, my friends. So let's take a look inside the box. And like always, I will do the unboxing here with you. In that way, we can have that experience. I mentioned it before in previous episodes. One of the ideas of this podcast, besides giving you the information about the game, it's also to give you the unboxing experience. Like if you were watching... Uh, a video of the unboxing which by the way like i mentioned before if you want to take a look of the videos that i have been doing uh, regarding unboxing you can go to our facebook page at solo bg podcast or also to our youtube channel please subscribe to our youtube channel there's some unboxings videos there uh, so far but i will be uploading more videos i will like to share with you you know my game room i would like to share with you where i record the episode also uh, now that we're going to be in conventions uh, we're going to have, have some shirts and some hats to, to give to all of you friends and some other giveaways. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to try to make it interesting and we're going to be uploading videos often. Anyway, we have this one in mind. Let's open it. Let's see how it looks inside the box. So you can hear here. You always know that I like to do this. Yeah, to, to give you the feeling that I hope I didn't mess it up anything. Anyway, uh, I already took the wrap off and let's see what it is. Okay, so the first thing that you have is the journal the journal is the basic rule book of the game it's a very nice i will tell you how many oh it doesn't say the number of pages <laughs> but it's like um 
probably I would say 15 double side pages and the first thing as you open it well I, I guess I will leave that for the gameplay anyway did you get the journal and then you have a nice very decent size mat and very you know cardboard here you see the cardboard there it is okay very uh, nice cardboard mat and then you have a scenario like a, it seems like a like a standalone let me put all the boxes here because I have a bunch of games here on the table anyway um you know the the you have a, uh, a scenario that it says the last day oh it's double-sided okay so you have two scenarios on the game the last day and then you have a endless night but also on during the game you will be playing a, a normal scenarios you know so in, i guess in total you have uh three i will call it yeah okay and then you have uh the book of scripts now this is important it's a huge book it's it's i hope it, this one bring with the pages i guess Let's see here. Um, come on, get you get components. Um, dang it! This doesn't tell you the number of pages. It just tell you like all the different uh, sections on the book of scripts. But the very nice thing about this game is that you don't want to go and search through the book of scripts. You can download the app of this War of Mine, and um, once you download the app of this War of Mine, you can enter the number whatever of the script that the game is telling you. In that way, you can keep playing more smoothly. Then you have a tons of Ziploc bags. And that's because they will help you to save the game. And you have a lot of cards as well. So now that we were talking about the inside, uh, let me tell you what it's included on the, on the game. Okay, hold on because I'm moving through all the pieces here. Uh, okay, so the game components, you will have the one double-sided uh, game uh, board. You have the journal that I already mentioned to you, the book of scripts. You have 12 character miniatures, very high definition. I like it. I haven't had a chance to paint them because, oh my God, I mean, it's, when you start <laughs> into this hobby, I'm pretty sure you will agree with me on this, my friend. When you start in this hobby, uh, you get so many minis, so many minis that it's hard to catch up with all of them and paint all your games. And I'm very, I'm not very talented. Sometimes I post pictures on my, on the Facebook Solo BG podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, and about a game that I'm playing with minis. I usually paint the minis, but I'm not very good at it. But anyway, you you will never catch up with with all the games and pressure with the minis. And if you do well, congratulations and tell me otherwise. In that way, I can give you uh, some uh, recognizing the show. Then you have a one noise mar marker, one black die. It's a ten, ten, uh, I guess ten D ten. Save sheets for to save your game. Uh, 32 resource markers. These are very good. The components and you have 14 components, which is like they're like plastic, but they apparently they make it seem like it's metal. So that, those are very nice quality. You have wood also, very nice quality. The three combat dice. You have 12 character cards, 26 exploration cards, 11 finding cards, 10 night red cards. You have a bunch of cards: residence, locations, visitor, events cards, narrative, chapter, uh, chapter objectives, color cards. And then you have 186, yeah, you listened right, 186 tokens, including the food, the alcohol, the coffee, the vegetable, the pistol, the knife, the rifle, the broken guitar. Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, the objective status, the nine script tokens, the medications, the herbal meds, the bandages, the hunger, the misery, the illness, the wounds, the character color, the seven blank tokens for you to modify the game. Um, the weight tokens, the cold tokens, the board of tokens, the enemy tokens, bunch of tokens that you get in the game. 
The components are great. That's one of the things that I like from this game. You get a lot of components. I mean, a lot of components. Yeah, you have a lot of things on the game. Yeah, components. I mess it up with the component, the actual component that is a resource in the game. But you get a lot of stuff, and everything is in very nice quality. And the price, comparing to the price we're going to talk about at the end of the episode, towards the end, you get a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff for sure that will make your experience of this war of mine more enjoyable, more... Well, I don't know. I don't want to use the word enjoyable because the goal of the game is not to enjoy too much. Well, enjoying to survive, I guess. But um, but yeah, we will talk about now how... Uh, we want to talk now, I'm sorry, about how the game plays. And it's very different. Like I, like I mentioned at the beginning, I mean, this is... I don't think I have played a game that it's even similar to this one. But anyway, I will tell you about my thoughts at the end also when the section of solo cooperative. But now let's see how the game plays a little bit without spoiling you. Gameplay. so so sad well the, the the music is beautiful that's why i put that song i was between that one that is from the schindler list theme great movie by the way i was between that one or to put the you know the titanic song when the titanic is you know already going down <laughs> and the, the 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 musicians are playing but i guess i went through this because it's you know kind of similar uh in my opinion at least experience when you're playing the game that you know the feeling i guess for the schindler list which once again, it's a great movie, amazing. Anyway, so the one of the things that I like from the game it's how the game plays, and this is because I mentioned it before that I don't know which game was it. I really enjoy when a game kind of makes you play since the beginning. You know, like uh, I think it was like kind of Chronicles of Crime, like you're learning through the game. Well, the same idea here. That you open the box, you open the journal, you read the setup, and after the setup, you will start to play the the full uh, day and night cycle that is divided in seven phases. And it, all this is described on the on the on the journal, and it says literally on the front, it says you don't you don't know how to you don't know how to know all the rules to begin in this experience. The icons, decks. Keywords, spaces, attributes, and other elements will be explained as you proceed. That is all. Let us begin. You will learn everything else during the game. So you open the journal, and like I mentioned, you will have the setup. It will tell you how to play the board, which, of course, like every board. But then it will tell you how to build all the different decks, the locations, the chapter, the chapter objectives, how to place all the rubble, furniture, closed doors, um, hip, the bars, everything, all the the things that you're gonna find on the main board, which is is the house, and then it will tell you to play the shelter card. You will draw the characters, the three characters that you will start with, and um, you know you would. That's it. I mean, and then once you finish with the two pages and the setup, uh, then you will start to turn the next page, and the game starts. And it divides in seven phases, which I can tell you is the morning. Let's let's go through the journal hill without spoiling too much. So it, literally, basically, it's a new day begins the mornings. 
and then it will tell you the first thing it will tell you event and uh, draw and resolve the top card from the events deck which will tell you what is going on uh, which is basically you're in the middle of war the war was supposed to be only for a few days but now we've been months and and yeah you're trying to look for shelter and trying to be uh, you know safe from, from from all the snipers and the war outside and also have some food and and if you're wounded try to be you know at least try to heal uh, anyway then it will have an arrow that it will tell you next player continue today's action phase and then what you're gonna do you're gonna pass this journal to the player on your right so then the player of your right will read day actions which is the next phase and they will it will be now the time where the characters take actions and then he will decide that character. Well, not he. Like, we all on the table, we're going to decide what to do with these three characters. What actions can we do? You have different actions. You can, uh, you know, uh, actions on shelter spaces, action on shelter scars, place a new fitting, which is once you got an idea to build something. You can try to open the door, try to cut through bars, try to, with if you have a shovel, uh, go through the rubble, or, or like, if you don't have a shovel well two person can go and try to explore the rubble and usually when you try to explore any of the locations furniture rubble or things like that you will get uh rewards you will flip the card upside and you will get rewards and then after that you're gonna give the journal to the next player and now it's in the dusk time and um you know bef i'm sorry before that one whoever takes the action will also decide who to feed who to give the water and so forth then you will uh, pass to an S player and then it will be the evening phase and that player will decide, uh, well, we all going to decide again who sleeps, who sleeps on the bed, who sleeps on the floor, who is the guard duty, who goes in scavenging during the night. But when, when I say we all decide, we can all be giving opinions like, well, you know, I, f I feel like, I don't know, Anton, he needs to go and try to scavenge some food and I will... I will keep this character here as a guard in the house and the other one will rest. That will be my suggestion. But then, for example, my player on the left, he will suggest otherwise. And then probably if uh, whoever is the turn, they will uh, have another, you know, another opinion about how the game should go. And anyway, whoever is holding the journal has the last decision. So that's how it works. And then next player it goes to the evening scavenging and you're still it, after literally after every phase is next player next player then the night raid the crime way you'll be facing different things then the dawn and then next player and then uh if you have combats or uh or you uh facing any situation a special situation during the game you can uh, see the last two pages of the journal it will explain you how to trade and things like that and then you will go back to the beginning another day and so forth so basically you're trying to survive the goal of this game is to survive that's the only thing you don't need to kill anybody you don't need to i don't know accomplish certain missions well you do the chapter objectives but the main objective is to survive on the base game uh you will find that the final objective will be at least one at least two characters no one character from the starting group need to survive when i say for the starting groups is because there will be situations where you're going to be outside and probably one of your characters is going to get killed by a sniper. And then when you go back to home, there are only going to be two characters. And those two characters, they're sad and they're going to increase their misery. And they're going to increase their, probably if they don't have any food, they're going to increase their hunger. If they're sick and they don't have medications, they're going to increase their illness. And any of those things can kill them. Any of those things. Your characters can die by hunger, can die by misery. They can die by uh, wound. 
They can die by an illness or by different things that it will push to those things to get it, to be increased and consequently be to, to die. And other thing that I forgot to mention is that you always need to have somebody on guard. So whoever is going to stay at home needs to guard. And anyway, let's say somebody dies, you go back to the house, and what's going to happen is that you have an option for visitors come or, you know, random people to show on your door on the game and then you're going to draw a card you're going to draw a new character and that character is going to become part of the party and it will be able to help but the problem is that sometimes those new characters they already came wounded or sick or hungry or with their misery high so now not only you have the problem of dealing with the two uh, remaining from the first group I mean also now you have to deal with this new guy Or this new person, because if you don't save that person, guess what? If that person died, well, everybody else is going to be more uh, sad and they're going to get more misery and they can die. One of the cool things is that the game is very immersive, uh, narrative speaking, story speaking wise, I guess. Because, I mean, I've been playing this game probably five times already. Cooperative with my wife, solo. Cooperative with other friends that they don't enjoy it too much. Recently on Saturday, no, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, I brought it to the table. A friend of mine was here, uh, you know, with me in my game room. We were playing and I brought it to the table and we just played not even half round from the seven faces. And, you know, he was like, you know what? This is too much. I mean, I don't, I'm not enjoying it. This is kind of sad. So we put it away and we brought Clank. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that's the main idea of the game. You're trying to survive. And the faces is going to be... Let me, I don't want to spoil you too much because also reading through the journal... I just give you the faces right now. But reading through the journal, you will have some some narrative that you will have to read. And it will tell you what's going on at that time of the day. Uh, and, you know, you will be facing those challenges. But, for example, you will go to different locations. You can go to a church. I don't know, to a, a pawn shop, to a, a school... Everything is destroyed and abandoned, of course. And, and depends where you go. You can find food. You can find uh, pieces of guns. You can have uh, tools, wood. Depends on what you're trying to build in the house. That's where you want to go on the night of those locations to uh, to try to get those resources. Uh, also, the app that I told you that it helps you with the scripts uh, or with the narrative of the game. It also has some uh, two different mechanics for the lockpick, which is like a mini game on the app. And also for the scavenge phase, because in the scavenge phase, if you're playing on the game, basic game without the app, you're just drawing cards. And depends on the location that you go, you will have a different amount of cards and you will be exploring through those cards. But the cool thing, if you want to be more realistic during the game and more immersiveness, uh, if you're playing cooperative, is that on the app, you can activate um, the microphone of the app, you know, and everybody will start to talk to, we need to start to whisper and tell you like, okay to go to the other room and then we want to go here and this and that because if you make a lot of noise the app will tell you hey you make noise and probably a sniper is there and then you will need to roll for noise so that's how it works so if you play with the app it's very nice because you will have that feeling of you know like reality on the game where everybody needs to be like okay it's your turn what do you think this and that because if they hear you they, they will shoot you So that's the other part of the game that I really enjoy that is very realistic, very immersive, very challenging, and you can die. I have told you before that I love challenging games, that I love games that 
uh, they, they are realistic, but this one definitely crossed the boundaries and it's, it's great. You know, I, I, I'm not complaining at all, but basically that's uh, how it works. You will have a lot of different rules during the game, but once again, the journal is very well designed, is very well self-explanatory, and you will be able to figure it out. So basically, once again, you're a survivor, you're not a soldier, you're probably a teacher, you're a chef, you're a TV host, you're a, a music teacher, you're, a, I don't know, just a normal people, I guess you could be a doctor, whatever, and you're just trying to survive, and that's it. Uh, nobody has an, assigned a character, we all decide about the characters, and if you're playing solo, well, you have control of the whole situation, and nobody nobody will tell you anything, but if you play in cooperative, that's how it will work. Uh, it has a lot of different mechanics, the components are great, uh, the time, I think it goes longer than 120 minutes for sure, just to give an example, every time that we play, just the first day, which is going through the journal, if it's the first time, it will take you to an hour. Because you're thinking, okay, what I, what I want to do, because this character is increasing the hunger, he's going to get more hungry, or you're going to increase the misery, or things like that. One thing that I forgot to tell you is that, also, you have three actions for every character, but if, you're hung, if your hunger is a little bit elevated, your misery is elevated, you're wounded, you're sick, or anything like that, it will reduce the amount of actions that you can play. So it's very important that you want to uh, feed everyone and give water to everyone and get uh, everybody in very happy in that way they don't have any misery and be sure that you have meds. And, you know, it's very realistic. I mean, I guess with what you're hearing right now with me, I'm telling you realistic stuff that if you think about it, if you were in a shelter uh, during a war, well, those were the, the basic things that you need. You need food, you need water, uh, you need probably basic meds, at least like aspirins or something, some antibiotics or, you know, try to keep there in that way if something happens, somebody gets sick, you know, things like that. Like any, I guess, post-apocalyptic uh, movie, the, the only thing is this is, you know, during the war, I guess. And it's a very realistic game. I like it. Um, and yeah, that's how it plays. So now let's go to my favorite section of the show, which is if you if we rather play this game solo or, like I told you during the gameplay, cooperative. Solo or cooperative. Okay, so now we are in my favorite section of the show, which is if we rather play this game solo or cooperative, as I mentioned before. Okay, for this war of mine, good things of the game. I will tell you that it's very immersive. I will tell you that it plays different. I will tell you that you don't need to learn to play because you will be learning as you playing-ish. And the components are great. The immersiveness is great. The idea of the game is great. Is it a game for everybody? No, it's not. Definitely, it's not a game for everyone. Why? Well, first of all, the 18-year-old plus. That's one of the things teenagers or they won't be able to play it with you so if this is a game that you will think oh you know my family and i will love to play cooperative games no but if you like to play cooperative games with your loved one with your wife or husband or friend then yes uh and i will tell you why in a little bit the other thing is not if you don't if you are the person that you like to play games and have fun which that's the idea, I guess, of any game, to have fun, enjoy, whatever. I don't know if you're going to have fun with this one. Because once again, if the team appeals to you, like war, immersiveness, 
trying to survive in a real world, no zombies or anything like that, no. A real situation that can happen, especially, you know, how our crazy world is right now. Yeah, then, yes, this is a game for you. I'm going to make it simple. I've been playing this game cooperatively and solo. I've been playing cooperative with friends and with all my friends that I have showed the games, they don't like it, they don't enjoy it, they get between sad and bored. But I think it's, I don't think they get bored. I think what's happening is that that uh, sadness theme of the game that you're not trying to fulfill anything other than survive makes them less appealing to the game and that also, I guess, can be bored for them. So I haven't been able to finish a game with my friends. I play it with my wife, and she enjoyed it. We both enjoy it, trying to make the decisions, trying to put ourselves in the situation, like, okay, if this were happening, what we will do? Let's go here, let's go that. You know, let's... You and I go scavenge with these two guys, and we leave another guy on guard, and we decide, basically, because at some point in the game, you will decide who dies and who don't. Another thing that I forgot to mention during the gameplay is that You get very, uh, not attached, but you get to know your characters. You get to know who they were before the war. You, they were teachers. They were TV hosts, like I mentioned, chef, just a, a, a mom taking care of their kids in the house. You will get to know each of the characters. And suddenly, just like, <laughs> I know, like, like Thanos, like, with snap, boom, they're gone. They got shot by snipers. Or probably you can be outside with your, and two characters can be outside trying to scavenge something. When they, when they go back to the house, guess what? Somebody else broke in your shelter, they steal some stuff, and probably they kill whoever it was there. Uh, I haven't read all the stories about the deaths, um, which is another good thing. Like, when somebody dies, it will tell you, it will explain you the mechanics on the game. How, first of all, how they die, like if hunger, misery, they got killed, uh, different things. And according to how they die, you will put a different a script number, and it, it will put the character, and you will put, choose the color, you will draw a color card, and things like that. And it's always give you a different epilogue or a different ending for the character. But usually they're very sad. Uh, anyway, my wife and I, we enjoy it. Solo, I enjoy it too. Uh, I never play, played a video game before. Once I bought it last year, this game, I uh, downloaded the app. I bought the game through the Apple Store. I played on my iPad a couple of times. I like it, but I prefer the board game by far versus the video game. Uh, I'm not saying that the video game or the app game is not fun. It's just I prefer the board game. Uh, if you ask me if you rather play this game solo cooperative, I will tell you this is a game that it plays great. And in my opinion, it plays better as a solo because there's a lot of decisions to make. Tons of decisions that you're going to be making during the game. And when you're playing solo, you avoid uh, blaming other person because somebody died or because a bad decision that we make on this day and then tomorrow something worse happened and it could go different if they would listen to you and things like that and you can start to debate on the game so because of that i think the place uh the game plays way better solo also it goes faster i do believe the 120 minutes time uh for the game if you're playing solo i mentioned at the beginning i was you know joking about it like six players I have no idea how they can they do it, but I haven't got in that situation. I don't think it's a game for six players, but for sure you can put six players. I mean, you can. I don't see why you won't be able to put seven players. If he has seven faces, you can just pass the journal seven times. But I guess 
Um, they put six players for because they wanted to put six players in because seven players is a random number for games. If you think about it, you can go uh, to four, to six, to eight. Ideally, often, basically, there's some five. But, you know, I, I don't know why they went six and not seven. But anyway, I think this is a good game. If you want to play cooperative, probably top three players, that would be a great number. Four players, you will have a long night or a long evening playing this game. But yeah, basically, this game, I do... Uh, prefer it solo than cooperative and also taking in consideration all the the facts that I already mentioned if the game the theme is appealing to you or not now if the theme is appealing for you this is definitely a must have game if you like immersiveness once again if you like challenging if you like uh, a story if you like uh, to die on games if you like a very hard game very realistic this is a game for you. It's a must-have for a solo game for sure. Um, and yeah, that's basically this world of mine. The price is not bad at all, uh, considering all the story that you have in, all the investment on the on the components, which they're very great, and with the app. So the price of this re- retail price of this game is uh, $69.99, but you can find it, you know, always a little bit better price on on Amazon. But it's always I always advise to to support the. Uh, uh, you know, the local gaming stores in that way, you know, we can have more games and we can have places to go. And there's also an expansion that is called uh, This War of Mine Tales from the Ruined City expansion, which I believe that one, I'm not too sure, probably I'm lying, but you guys tell me otherwise, please, in the comments on the, on the, wherever you listen to podcast or on our Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. But I believe that expansion is with kids. So if it was sad right now with adults, imagine with kids. But uh, yeah, it's it's a hard game. That's why I put the music on the gameplay, you know, like the sad music and everything. I do recommend this game. Netflix rating, copyright from zero to five, which zero, you hate the game. Five, you love it. You can bring it every time to the table. I will give it probably between uh, 3.5. I like it. And once again, don't get me wrong. It's a must have. But I don't know how often do you want to be experience that sadness and that realistic immersiveness when you have other games that they're different themes and give you more variation but it doesn't mean that it's a bad game it's a good game it's just you know it's different that's all it's unique and it's dark and it's um, immersiveness it's war game it's a war game but nothing about tactics or things like that anyway this was this war of mine once again, I believe this is episode number 28. And I really want to appreciate you, all of you, my friends, that have been listening to the shows. All of you, my friends, that have been following us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram at Solo BG Podcast. You know, at this point, at least, like I like I have mentioned before, we don't do Patreon. We don't do uh, anything like that. We just, I do it because I love the hobby and I like to share with you and with sometimes the friends that are with me. Uh, doing the podcast or with the designers when we do interviews because I love the hobby and I like to share it with you. So far, I'm able to produce the show to, you know, have the hosting podcast server and trying to get better equipment in that in that way the quality can be better because just with my accent, it sucks. But <laughs> anyway, I try to improve the quality, uh, hoping that that helps. And if you want to support the show, the best way that you can do it, and if you enjoy the show is following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Solo BG Podcast, subscribing to our YouTube channel at Solo BG Podcast, 
uh, sending us an email at solobgpodcast at gmail.com, subscribing in iTunes and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. That's probably one of the most important things. Please review uh, the podcast on iTunes. Uh, if you're listening through iTunes, of course, write a comment. I hope a good comment. If you have a bad comment, you can send it through the email <laughs> and we uh, we can talk about it. But anyway, that's all I ask from you, friends. If you want to support the show, that's the best way to do it. Uh, we are almost reaching the half, uh, the first part of the year, and we will have some giveaways, uh, hopefully, very soon. I'm, I'm thinking about having a giveaway probably for the next show or the following one. So stay tuned. Once again, follow us on our social medias. And I don't think I have anything else to say other than I forgot on the games that I've been playing. Last night I played Legendary Encounters, the Aliens version. Great game. We're going to do an episode about it too. And at some point we're going to compare all the different legendaries to see which one is better, which will play different, which one has better mechanics than the other ones and so forth. Anyway, in the meantime, this was all from my part. Thank you so much for listening. And like always... Remember, for victory, go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop.